Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast. This week, we are going to be covering our top 12 most hyped cards from the new Jumpstart 2022. Um, so, yep, new Jumpstart came out, and there's a lot of brand new cards in the set, and a lot of really sweet ones. Uh, so, it was like our first time getting a peek at the full list, and we're going to give our first impressions on the cards, but we're the most hyped to play with. This is not a power ranking scale by any means. Uh, this is just what we're most excited to play with first and foremost. So joining me as always for the discussion is Seth, probably better known as Saffron Alvin. How's it going, Seth? I'm doing great, Tomer. How are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, doing great. I love new cards, so I'm excited me to talk too. about and them. There's, <laughs> yeah. And there's some sweet ones in the set. There really are. Yeah, there's only like yeah. 51 new cards, but boy, some of the yeah. some of the new ones are really spicy. Yeah. Um, and next up is Phil, a.k.a.'s Brewer's Kitchen. How's it going, Phil? Uh, feeling a little bit uh, under the weather, but my voice should last through this. So, yeah, pretty excited for some interesting cards. Not too powerful, this set, I think, no. but definitely pretty interesting cards here. Yeah, I think I think interesting would be definitely the term for this. Not, not crazy powerful, but interesting, which I like. I like seeing that. <laughs> And then last but certainly not least, uh, good morning, Krim, a.k.a. the Asian Avenger. How's it going, Krim? Morning. Uh, I'm pretty excited for this set uh, for for uh, some very specific reasons, so I can't wait to talk about mm -hmm. it. Yes, we'll be getting to that soon. But before we begin on the actual list, a quick reminder on how you can support the podcast. Uh, you can do it a couple different ways. First, you can head on over to our merch store, mtgmerch.com. You can buy deck boxes, deck sleeves, t-shirts and so much more over there and the second way you can support the channel um and this is free you can just do the equivalent of liking subscribing wherever you're listening to this podcast via youtube uh, spotify anywhere you're listening to that uh just like and subscribe it helps the channel grow um all right now we will kick off the list with seth what is the first card that you are super hyped to play with from jumpstart 2022 oh there's some good ones but this one really hypes me up because i told this story before i had a brago deck that i think you actually gave me tomer but i wanted to power it down so i made this mono white blink deck and i was playing one of the like forgotten realms commanders of dual adrian which was fine but wizards gave me the perfect absolutely perfect commander for mono white blink it even is essentially a panharmonicon that is pressed in the vanisher Four mana, two five, legendary rabbit wizard for some reason. Whenever another non-token creature enters a battlefield under your control, if it wasn't cast, you get a token copy of it. That's a zero one white illusion. And then if you want to, you can pay two and sack some illusions, five of them to exile a non-land permanent. So this is essentially blink panharmonicon is how I think of it. Uh, there's a few different ways that you can trigger this. Uh, it cares about creatures coming into play without being cast, non-token creatures in specific. So you can reanimate a creature uh, is one way you could do it. But I think the easiest way to take advantage of this is you play in a blink deck and you ephemerate a creature or you restoration angel a creature, whatever. That creature leaves the battlefield. It comes back into play. It wasn't cast. And you're going to get a bonus copy of it. And this is so perfect for blink decks because if you look at blink decks, their creatures aren't really about being big and beating down. They're more like a karmic guy and spirited companions these usually kind of small creatures with good etb triggers so the fact that the copy you're getting is a zero one illusion isn't really relevant because your creatures aren't about having good stats anyway it's about generating value with their triggers so this card i'm so hyped for in the dream obviously is you like 
have a mass blink effect, a, a ghost way. Uh, Lizelle's acrobatics is the best one. If you high roll with Lizelle's acrobatics, you blink your whole team, everything comes back. You'll get a token copy of all of it. Then if you high roll, you get to blink it again. It'll come back. You get more token copies of it. You're reusing all your ETB triggers like four times. So for me, this is going to be the commander, my mono white blink deck. And I would gem this into essentially any blink deck. If you're playing Braga or Rune or whatever, I think this is just, it's like a Panormonicon for that deck. That's absolutely perfect for that play style. And it has removal tactile. Like, yeah. Like, not only is that, yeah, I, if you mention it, it's like, yeah, the fact that you're getting the ETB triggers off these, these illusions that are entering the battlefield, to, like, size is not an, an issue. But then if you do need to remove any non land permanents, exile, any. targeted exile at instant speed for just two mana. Yeah. And you already got the value out of the illusions, right? Like, you just wanted their ETB trigger. So, yeah, oh. this card is Ooh. sick. It's it's okay, actually, so, if anything, I'm worried that it's too strong because my whole goal <laughs> of making mono white blink was to power yeah. down my blink deck. And then they printed this and I'm like, oh, no, is this just like just super busted? <laughs> so imagine you have Norin the Worry or something, the one that blinks itself every time and yes. then have uh, Mirror. What's the new Mirror Gallery? Uh, mirror, ga uh, mirror, mirror Gallery, right? Mirror Box. Oh, mirror box. One, yeah. yeah. So that, that'd be kind of cool. That would... Give you a lot of Norin tokens that oh, are huge. I'm that sure uh, yours, like blinking stuff, is way stronger than <laughs> this. But I was just thinking about other ways to abuse this. But that yeah, is I love this card, man. I love. I wish it was blue. That's green. also. <laughs> It's also a good warning that this doesn't, like a lot of cards these days, get around the legend rule. Uh, it doesn't really matter for most of the stuff that you'd be blinking anyway, but you can't have, like, blink your Preston and have two Prestons or whatever. You are going to let the token will be legendary and legend rule yourself. So keep that in mind. It doesn't unless, really like a lot of legends oh, unless, unless yeah. you have the mirror box or the mirror gallery or something. Well, Preston is actually pretty good in multiples if you can pull it off. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I think my only my only concern is that it doesn't prevent the whole the dirtle fest where you don't actually kill your opponents, especially because <laughs> like ones. it actually There's zero nerfs one the, illusions. Yeah, it even <laughs> nerfs the creature. So even like the Moldrifter is now like a zero one instead of a two two. So you're gonna die even that much slower. So I'm a little bit nervous to see Preston go off, but um, it is very good value. Like it's undeniable. But please, like if you build a build a present tech. Please, please, please add finisher to your deck for, for just for the mercy this, of the table. Yeah, for, just throw, throw the true conviction in there or something. <laughs> Does this go true infinite conviction with... on the zero one? Yeah, yeah one. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> I threw win conditions in like they asked. I gave my zero ones double strike. Please, Wait. just a coat of arms. They're all illusions. Come on. <laughs> Does this go infinite with Felida Guardian by itself? So it's just a two card combo. So Felidar Guardian comes into blinks. play, and then oh, it blinks itself, and you make a token copy. Oh, yeah, it blinks yeah. itself. So you'd have uh, to have another original. I don't know what your what you would your like finisher alter be? The alter the brood, I guess. You'd need something, something like to benefit I, from yeah. infinite ETBs, but yeah, I think that would actually work. That's huh. nasty. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's a good mm -hmm. way to make token copies of things, which is cool, too. There's some that uh, is populate, true. for example, or things yeah. like that. If you want to have some really powerful ETB trigger, like this gives you token copy and then you populate it or do whatever shenanigans. So I love this card. First commander deck I'm building. I'm even going to have a paper version. So if you see me at a paper tournament in the future, 
You can uh, <laughs> play a four-hour game against my Preston deck that can't kill anyone, no. but will make a lot of illusions and draw a no. lot of cards. <laughs> Please kill me. <laughs> no, I refuse. I just want, I just I, want to draw cards. <laughs> do it. Do it, Seth. <laughs> All right. Um, sweet. Well, uh, moving on. Krim, what is your first hype card from the set? <laughs> I think Tober had to look at the card again to read it. He's like, this looks underwhelming. Well, from Tomer's reaction, my card is Terminator or Termination Facilitator, but I've been calling it Terminator Facilitator because it just sounds better. Um, but like, yeah, like it's a two mana human assassin. Tap it, put a bounty counter on target creature or planeswalker or activate only as a sorcery. Whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls with a bounty counter, on is dealt damage destroy it now i am very sad this is only at sorcery speed but i do love this just like i want to try it out in a human deck and of course my ramses deck just because this is an assassin it's a human and dude it's putting hits on people and it's not like a surprise gotcha to instant speed you are very much so making it a statement to tap it on your turn and praying that somebody will help you and deal damage to it. So it's a fun card. I don't think it's a good card. Uh, it, it's just like it, I like the fact that it puts hit on, like a bunch of hits out, and it's relatively cheap. It's only two mana. So obviously if you have a pingers deck, a way to like constantly just deal one damage all around, that's great. But otherwise, I mean, I like this just as a, a fun like just way to just like be annoying. <laughs> Isn't I? It is Isn't a good card in two specific decks, I will say. Yeah, yeah I think Domer's heading there, too. Mathis is a legend that cares yep. about putting bounty oh. counters on things. That's yep. the Mardu one. And then Chevelle, the Golgari one, also cares about putting bounty counters on things. And this card's pretty unique because outside of those two commanders, there's one old four drop called Bounty Hunter that puts bounty counters on things, but it's really difficult to put bounty counters on things. So I think if you're playing Chevelle or Mathis, this is like actually one of the best cards in your deck. Outside of that, it's a funny like crim troll card too. But I think in those decks, it's like a legit staple if you're playing yeah, those commanders. The bounty counters actually got a payoff in that deck right uh, so like I, yeah. I i love that i love that although although this just like putting it a hit counter on like a, a lot of like a lot of like random things with pingers like in a, in a deck is also a lot of fun so like you can goblin sharpshooter a decent amount of things if you'd like Ooh. if you could untap it somehow and do multiple yeah yeah there's a turn you could really there's, go there's, off there probably is right something with like a you yeah. just go grixis intruder alarm and then you <laughs> Figure Bounty out a way to make up. that happen. I kind of, uh, I kind of wish it would give you. I mean, I'm. <clears throat> it's cool that things aren't too power crept this time, but it would be kind of flavorful if you would get a treasure or something if you kill something with a bounty counter. counter. Like like a draw or like a like three life in a draw, like shovel. Oh, a treasure, yeah, uh, something like this, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, no, just mentioning that would be I, this. This felt still not very too safe. This yeah, it's very, very safe, safe. which which in ter is why I think it's like it's a fine card. I don't think it's like absurdly cracked. It's just fun to play with. However, I do think it could have been beefed up a little bit more when you look at everything else that was coming out of just this jumpstart. Yeah, I, it is a really cool playmaker, though. Termination and facilitator. I was I was actually thinking about another another commander as well that kind of reminded me of this it was another assassin kelsey in the plague this is a mardu human mm. assassin 2-2 vigilance haste and its whole shtick is uh it gets experience counters um each time 
It kills a creature with its ping ability. It just taps and deals one damage to target creature you don't control. And if it dies this turn, you get an experience counter. So it's also an assassin. Uh, it doesn't have to, anything to do with bounty counters, but this plus termination facilitator basically gives it a pseudo pseudo vigilance, right? Or uh, no, sorry, sorry, pseudo death touch. Um, yeah. You can just you can just put a bounty counter on anything with Kelsian uh, with, with termination facilitator, and then ping it just by tapping it with Kelsian, and uh, that's that's a kind of cool uh, thing. And then you can since it's Mardu, you can throw in um, a little bit of the other bounty. Bounty counters matters. I think two of them yeah. fit in there. So, oh, that seems that seems a, pretty sweet too. This this whole jumpstart as a whole has definitely made some cool interactions and cute synergies. Yeah, with like obscure cards and and things like that in the game yeah. of Magic. So I, I've definitely enjoyed that. It's like it's like it throws a bone to like these like very specific <laughs> under underdeveloped archetypes, and I really like that because it's like exciting to revisit old decks that just don't have that much synergy potential and then you get like a really cool one you're like ah time to revisit this yeah because like i was extremely worried we were going to get just a bunch of like vanilla boring stuff like like isu the abominable or something like that and and i don't know i'm just happy like they they made some pretty pretty neat interactions in this uh jump start i i do think i agree with phil though that it probably could have used some reward for like killing a thing with a bounty counter because it does feel like it is pretty safe, I think, as you said, Krim. Like, it's cool, and I like the synergies, but it's not super strong, right? Like, in general. It's, it's not It's not the, the play. It's not, like, exactly the game winner, but it's the setting up, right? It helps yeah. set up, but it's never, like, the closer, right? So, yep. like, it's just a good playmaker in whatever deck that you want it to be uh, with that bounty counter. But, like, again, it's not, like, going to, like, piss anyone off either. So, like, if they see this, it's perfectly harmless. And that's why <laughs> it's totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> harmless? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we'll... t- hmm? Yeah, talking about, I would go to the next card because yes. talking about uh, interesting cards that allow for new decks or push new decks and are not as generically powerful as cards recently have been kibo Uptabi prince a three mana legendary creature monke noble two two i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so we've been not really having a ape slash monkey commander and i tried to build i didn't play it on clash but i wanted to build a kogla monkey slash uh, ape deck but it really needs the red mana as well so you can play Ragavan, the one of the few good monkeys. Uh, so this one, three mana two two tap. Each player creates a colorless artifact token named Banana. <laughs> With tap, <laughs> sacrifice this artifact at red or green, and you gain two life. So everybody gets a banana. And whenever an artifact an opponent control is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control that's an ape or a monkey. So finally, support for these tribes. And when Kibo attacks, defending player sacrificed an artifact. So usually when we got uh, commanders for underrepresented tribes lately, they were usually like future sides. So you can play stuff from the top or if you deal damage, you draw cards, whatever. Something relating to the creature type, but nothing unique. And this one is actually, I mean, <laughs> it creates banana tokens. And it pumps apes and monkeys. It's actually, at least it's interesting. It doesn't give card advantage, so I'm not sure if it's super broken or something. But at least it's 
something new for monkey and apes. <laughs> and it's I mean, funny. I like I like how like Bill says monkey. I, I just think of him <laughs> saying sh- like like donkey from Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> after donkey. after. After getting, <laughs> after getting wrecked by a sardine avenger whatever that was they cared oh, yeah. about artifacts going in the graveyard and stuff i'm like a little bit scared about about this card <laughs> actually being like kind of strong like i think that punishing treasures punishing clues punishing uh, bananas now i guess is a thing <laughs> um actually actually is pretty powerful in commander and like making your opponent sack artifacts is good i think this is like kind of exactly what you want to be a monkey and ape commander if you look at monkeys and apes i think you can play almost every single one i think there's like a single black one but almost all the monkeys and apes are in the color so i like it i i do wish this is also one of those things where i feel like it's a bit safe um don't Mm -hmm. you feel like i don't know i i feel like it could have been two mana or like maybe it could stay at three but like at the very least, the last clause, whenever Kubo attacks, defending player sacks an artifact, I wish it was sacks a non-token. Mm. Just non-token permanent? Oh, no, doesn't Kubo, Kubo wants, wants ah, her okay. banana, though? Yeah, but like uh, so it makes mean, sense flavorfully <laughs> why, because it yeah. wants the banana. Yeah. And it pumps itself. So, you but like, <laughs> flavor wise, it it's is pretty for damn the funny. And it's very funny. <laughs> and remember, Power level wise, I it puts it sacked a non token. Yeah. I mean, it's also worth mentioning, it puts a counter on all your apes or monkeys. Like, that's actually a yeah. really powerful. Like, you attack with this, your entire team, if you're playing a tribal deck, is going to get plus one, plus one. And it's a counter, it's so it tribal. sticks around forever. So, it's actually like kind of Bananas. strong. It's Wait, would you bananas. tribal? Would you bananas. tribal tribal this? Are you adding bananas <laughs> to flavorful. tribal tribal? Tri- tribal. I people. So every single time there's a new tribal card, people message me on Twitter <laughs> and email me, which is very sweet. Like it's such an honor. But uh, yeah, I was already thinking about this card a while when it got previewed, and I think it's pretty good. Uh, my deck is more focused on combat, so I guess Kibo's like attack trigger is going to be actually more appealing to me than the is banana. That a banana appeal is, is more appealing. Yes. Flavorful puns. Um, so bananas are flavorful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty good. It's it's even better. I think this card could get really. Oh, I don't want to say bananas. It's really good. It'd be really good if you could find ways of untapping it very efficiently. Maybe like if there's some way of being like whenever like an opponent has a artifact into the battlefield you untap your creature i don't know there, there, there might be some stuff that's out there that can utilize the fact that you're basically putting you're tapping this to make one mana and gain two life and you're giving your opponents artifacts is there some way to like go off with this in in in, in a way to like repeatedly activate it for value i don't know but it's interesting to me i feel like some like untapped shenanigans could be really really fun here but i haven't really looked into that aspect of it yet yeah, if you can I mean, give your opponent a ton, but really, like most people are playing mana rocks, scammer, no, like most people are going to yeah. have mana rocks on the battlefield, and then if you take in just like Brotherhood's End and blow them all up, Where you're going to put five plus one plus one monkey, five ten plus one plus one, like it's going to get wild. Yeah. It's going to get absolutely like over the top. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're going Aww. ape on your opponents. Aww. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> no, th- this, this is a lot I, of you. 
There's a lot I'm of things sad. you can do off like your opponent's artifacts too. Like uh, whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, you may gain five life. That's mm-hmm. Vangren Marauder. Viridian Revel. You love Viridian yeah. Revel, Tover. I know Viridian that's one of your Revel, sleeper you cards. Card whenever an artifact your opponent's <laughs> control goes to the graveyard. Like, Sardine Avenger. Sardine yeah. Avenger. But yeah. And they're also, also green and red. Like yeah. Yo. You go green, red stacks. You play Collector Who. <laughs> yes. Which yeah. I thought was a, was an ape, but but it is not. Uh, it's so an oof. It's, it's an, an it's oof. An it's oof. That's a big oof. But how right dare there. I not know what an oof is? You know, <laughs> yeah. si- silly me. Uh, but yes, you could do that. You get blood moons and you just do a oh. bunch. Blood vile purveyor, right? <laughs> like you can go, you can go oh. like aggro on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wrong colors though, right? Yeah, but sharp. still, have to be the job, synergies, but... the synergies, sweet synergies. <laughs> Pretty interesting card. Like we didn't really, we did see the yeah, some cards we mentioned here, like the new goblin or rebels. But this a commander for this is actually I was thinking about apes and monkeys, but you could also play like I give you artifacts and blow them up tribal. <laughs> Yeah. Like this is kind of. Do these cards make it on Magic Online? Did they say this already? Uh, have not seen anything about that. I'm guessing it's one of those, like, maybe they show up in treasure chest types of releases. But yeah, we we haven't got confirmation of that. Honestly, I'm hopeful just because they threw in, like, Transformers and stuff online. So we've been getting everything so far. So as long as they have a way to monetize these cards, I think they'll show up. But we'll see. But yeah, it's a very sweet card. Uh, we'll move on to my first pick. Um, this is Rudolph Duskbringer, which is like a new Orzov life gain commander. Six mana, legendary creature, vampire angel. So on the high end, for a 4-4, flying death touch lifelink. And it's a vampire angel. So for all those people who were talking about what was like v- Vosk or something. I don't forget what it was. The, the person he kept saying that was an angel, but it was a vampire. This one is legit a vampire angel. And it says... That was an angel. It was not. It was, it was absolutely not. <laughs> but this one is. And it says whenever you gain life, uh, it gains indestructible until all end of turn. And then at the beginning of your end step, you may pay one and a white or a black. It's hybrid. Uh, when you do, return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Because it is a 4-4 lifelinker by itself, and it has flying, um, you can easily gain 4 life each turn just by attacking with Rudolph. And then, on your end step, you can immediately pay 2 mana and uh, start returning creatures uh, mana value 4 or less just by Rudolph alone. Uh, But obviously, if you put more life gain uh, cards into this deck, you can get bigger and bigger things. You're in black, so it's really easy to uh, fill your library with big beaters or just nice things to reanimate later. Um, like Entomb or Buried Alive, just tons of cards in black to do so. And then you have an efficient reanimation engine either in your command zone or in, in the 99. Like it's a six mana commander, so maybe you want to put this in the 99 instead and just reanimate this first and then and go go ham. But yeah, it's like life gain reanimation, and I like it. It looks really sweet. So I think it it's... would go, like it actually go real like quite well in that, that angel deck you were playing the other week, right, Tomer? What's the like? What actually is the name of that angel? What's the angel deck? The the, the commander you had. What was the name of it? The black white. No, it wasn't an angel. <laughs> what 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 was its name? Ah, I forgot the name. <laughs> so, it was like an angel and it had lifelink. 
Yeah. How many of those uh, are out? No, no, they, it wasn't an angel. It was a vampire. <laughs> no, you stop. <laughs> you stop. You're not allowed. So, I, I admits it. It wasn't. You got, you got he him. Just you said got it. him. You can snip it right old. there. It's an angel. It was on a chair, and that's why I played it. It was on a chair. And it's really. Oh, Vishkal Blood Arbiter. Uh, seven mana, angel. five, five angel, flying lifelink, blah, 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 blah. But yes. You could play it in that deck. Yes. You could, yes, you could. Angel I mean, rival. One of the things I like about this card is its flexibility, I would say. I think if you're playing as your commander, you can go a bunch of different directions. You can just, like, embrace the reanimation plan, and you're going to have that plan no matter what. But it works well with angels. If you want to go Orzhov angels, a lot of angels just naturally are big life linkers, Lyra, Baneslayer. So it's pretty easy to gain huge chunks of life and reanimate something huge. And then if you want to go vampires... You got all the blood artist effects that are vampires. So you can play like aristocrat style, sack some stuff, get it back from the graveyard with this ability. Like those stylish shenanigans, pitiless plunderers and blood artists. So I really, I really love how flexible this card is. I think there's a bunch of different directions you can go with it if you build around it. And with everything just having like incidental life gain now, like it's pretty, yeah. it's not hard to like, like get something nice back. So this is definitely a pretty solid, uh, like solid, like ninety nine card. I don't know if I'd like it as a commander, but definitely a solid ninety nine. I mean, there's a lot of white black life gain decks. You got like Kraven Regna. You got yeah, El, uh, LSL Core is one of the new ones. Asterion's another new one. So there's a lot of options. So even if you don't want to play this as your commander, like you said, there's a lot of ways you can just throw this in the ninety nine. It seems worth it. Like if you're playing white black life gain, like this is a great top end threat. I also like that. Especially if it's a commander. It's six mana, so it's a lot. But I like that it can get indestructibility very easily. You just have to gain any amount of life. So, like, if you have an Essence Warden on the battlefield and you're, or Soul Warden or whatever. whatever, <laughs> What's whatever the dude that taps and gains you one life? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> I like can't you can have name. you could just have onboard ways of gaining life or instant speed ways of gaining life in response to removal and make him really hard to kill. And like that's exactly what you need for like a six mana thingy. I forgot but what wait. it was called though. The but wait, isn't isn't this card then you're loaded with a bunch of those effects and like soul sister cards, right, Seth? <laughs> yes. Uh, and this does seem good in soul sisters. You're correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Like, but then that means you're just reanimating little soul sister yeah. pieces. Yeah. No, I think I think I would put like I would put this under like an angel deck, maybe, because angels are very expensive, but they also have life gain synergies, a lot of them. And I don't know. I think that could be fun. I also like that it triggers end step. So if you get up to eight mana and you're a life gain mm. deck, you can probably play this, have gain life another way and reanimate your first thing right away, which is another way to kind of minimize the drawback, I think, of having an expensive commander. We also have we also have like the exact same card already printed as a legendary Celestine, the Living Saint, which is kind of funny. It just came out of Warhammer, oh, but it's just... <laughs> It's mono white and it's also a flying lifelinker, uh, but it's a human warrior. It doesn't have the indestructibility clause, but it has ex literally the exact same end step trigger. At the beginning of your end step, return target creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. So it's like they just printed the exact same card again, but they changed like the creature type and they made it Orzhov this time. And you have to pay a little bit of mana, but it has like indestructibility. So it's just like a little bit of a riff. But I, I feel run... like that's all the difference though, right? The yeah. fact that it is an angel vampire, uh, yeah, and on top of that, it's Orzov, right? Like, I think that's yeah. all yeah. the difference. 
You have to pay two mana for the reanimation, which kind of sucks, but the fact that you can be indestructible at any time is just really nice. I like it. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. Uh, Wait, so uh, one oh. question for the... Life gain isn't a trigger, right? So if you if this can't die in combat, <clears throat> is that yeah, correct? This, so when damage if, happens, it's... Yeah, so if you slam this into another flyer... You would get its indestructibility trigger, but it would already be dead. So you need a, another oh, source okay. of life gain to protect it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a trigger. Never mind. I thought it was. That, yeah. yeah, that's why you yeah, need those uh, tap gain a life at instant roll. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I thought Corsair? life gain isn't no, a trigger, but the, the indestructibility. It's indestructibility, I, guess, so. I think, is. Yeah. Yeah, so it would have been worded if it was like uh, if you gained life this turn, this is indestructible. Then that's, it. Might might have worked. Then it okay, I mean it doesn't work. Okay, just <laughs> to make this clear. Okay, I don't know. You just cast like Ebony Triumph one black mana and drain everybody for one, and boom, got you with a garbage card from Mirage with sweet art. <laughs> got him. <laughs> then you have, then you have to play that garbage card from Mirage in your <laughs> yeah, deck. <laughs> how how sweet is it that he that he just style on somebody with garbage cards? <laughs> That's oh yeah, I that's mean, my favorite that thing. <laughs> yeah. That'll be sick. Look at this. I, just, I found it from my shoebox from the yeah. 1990s. Like, found it in the bulk bin. Yeah, <laughs> sick. All right, we'll move on uh, to set your second hype card. What What are you hyped for? We have another one of my favorite new commanders from the set, which is Anti Blight Bad Influence. A three mana two two flying legendary devil advisor. It's literally like the devil on your shoulder whispering in your. Oh, wow. There is a bit of a, a flavor miss here that there was not like the angel for the other shoulder. Like that's yeah. disappointing. But the card itself is really cool. So it's a two two flyer. It says when a source you control deals damage to you, put that many plus one plus one counters on Annie Blight, and then you can pay two and tap it and remove X plus one plus one counters from it to deal X damage to any target. So. I love commanders that uh, incentivize you to play weird cards that you wouldn't play in other decks. And I think Andy Blight is one of those. But I also think this card is actually just like legitimately scary. So picture this. You're playing commander. Turn when you play your lightning greaves. Turn two, you play your anti blight and you equip your lightning greaves. Turn three, you wheel of misfortune and take 20 damage. You just one shot <laughs> someone in the area of a 20, a 22, 22 flyer. Or maybe you play volcano helion and you kill a creature and you take 20 damage and then you one shot someone in there. It is really easy to turn this into a one shot kill threat, like as early as turn four. It's so, so sweet. So I actually, I'm very hyped to build around this card. This is when I really hope they had to magic online because I really want to build a deck around it. And it incentivizes you to play your, you know, your, your pyrohemias, anything that can damage yourself. Earthquakes, this scales really well with that. You damage everyone and sweep the board and this has flying so it doesn't take damage and it gets huge. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a really cool uh, deck that can be built around this. I also think it's a cool stuffy doll style commander. If you're playing like oh. the self damage deck you can play all your stuffy dolls and brash taunters and this is like the perfect leader for the archetype that i think could use a, a cool mono red leader so i really like this card i just wish we had the angel for the other shoulder for flavor purposes but yeah the artwork is insane with the I, cup of tea and yeah. whispering in the ears <laughs> yeah. amazing that is that is the main thing i love about this just the yeah. artwork and yeah like like seth had mentioned like uh, this this set though really does do a good job of making some obscure things like like sought after in Commander, and I love that. So anytime you get to see something like that, I'm a fan. 
I, I'm I'm more terrified at Seth playing this because I I think he killed two people of hatred this season, and this seems like a, a lot like of an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, this seems yeah. like an upgrade to that strategy. Oh, oh. yeah, so it's just gonna one shot people super quickly yeah. and be, and it flies, and he, so it's hard to deal with. And you already take twenty from Wheel of Misfortune even before you had. Oh, a, yeah, I was gonna do. I was gonna do that anyway. Might as well get <laughs> yeah, twenty yeah. counters on my commanders. So <laughs> you might as well one shot somebody at the same time. It's just free value. Yeah. yeah. I was doing it to draw cards, but if someone dies, well, okay, I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it deals, it deals like it gets so big, and because you're taking damage to itself, I think it was going to work really well with. Uh, ways of giving it lifelink, like Basil's Collar. Ooh, Basil's Collar plus its activated ability is actually pretty sweet. Ooh. Auntie Bly- Blight's yeah. activated ability. You just have to remove one counter off it. If it to has... snipe uh, anything. Yeah, Death Touch and lifelink from, from Basil's Collar. You can just snipe anything. Or you just gain back the life you lost really quickly uh, by smacking people with a lifelinked uh, Auntie Blight. So, I like yeah. this card. It's sick. I like it. It is. It's super cool. All right, uh, we'll move on. Krim, what's your next card that you're very excited for? Uh, this one is <laughs> Pirated Copy. <laughs> Just love the name. <laughs> yeah, <that is> <laughs> uh, like, it's a clone. It's four and a blue. You may have Pirated Copy enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's a pirate in addition to its other type, and it has whenever this creature or another creature with the same name dealing combat damage to a player you draw a card. So you can just copy somebody's like best threat, and if they hit anybody, you draw a card, and when this hits anybody, you draw a card. So there's a potential here to where, like, A, who, if, you're, if you're the person that doesn't control the, like, the original creature or the, the pirated copy, you might, it might force that person to board wipe because then we've just got two people that are kind of just swinging and wreaking havoc and drawing tons of cards along the way. So this is just a fun clone. Uh, again, I think this is oddly a bit safe on it comes to cost five mana and i I, like i don't know i think this could it should at least have the option of like copying something out of the graveyard but i i guess it's fine like because obviously the the drawing clause won't matter if it's in the graveyard but it is nice to just have flexibility if it's an empty board so this isn't a dead clone right so i do think though for clone effects this is a bit safe in cost it could have been like four but I still like it. I, it allows just a lot of drawing to happen. I think it's kind of cool that you can also copy a like one one soldier token if you're like in a token deck, yeah. and then all your soldiers. It's like it's like a kind of a Toski ish effect, you know, like a sec- like a coastal piracy effect uh, yeah. on a creature. I do a think it's a little fragile. bit overcosted, but. I mean, the name is so good. Pirate of the Coffee. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so nice. As Richard said in the regular Goldfish podcast, it is kind of funny that the pirated copy is better than the original and what that <laughs> says about proxies these days. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's kind of weird. But I, I'm kind of sad that it's not four mana, so I could have another clone for Garuda, but... I I guess we're good on four mana clones at this point, but yeah, whenever I see a clone, I watch for even mana cost. I'd even take this for six. I don't want to pay the cost anyways, (laughs) but the idea of making it a Toski is actually super sweet. I don't know if that's worth it though, because Toski is four mana and can't be countered and indestructible. And this one's going to be a one, one soldier after you copy. Uh, 
I am not even sure if that's good. It's just too easy to copy. Yeah, totally. I, I really like that they've been kind of pushing blue tokens lately. That's what we've seen, like, in just the last couple of years. When I think of tokens traditionally, it's, like, green-white. But we just got, like, Son- uh, Soundwave is a Esper commander. Uh, Marnus yes, Kalarg or whatever it is from... <laughs> From the Warhammer deck, Adrix and Nev not that long ago, Magnus the Red. So there's a bunch of token decks that could really take advantage of this card. So I like the direction that they're going, kind of expanding out tokens. I don't think, would you just play this in a clone deck, Krim? I know you've played some just like clone tribal decks. Is Even at five mana, is it good enough? If you don't have any specific synergies, would you jam it? I think I would just for the <laughs> meme value, right? Like, I I don't know if this is like strictly on a power level scale. Like, if we were talking about power level, I think this is kind of overcosted, uh, and does it may not do enough, but it is fun and and like yeah. So I will probably I would probably say that yeah, if you're playing a clone deck in a generic deck. I mean, are you playing clones in a generic deck anyway? So probably not. Yeah. But you would just play it as another clone if you had a clone right. team. Yeah. Like, I think there are other clones I could cut for this, yes. Uh, there are definitely clones I could cut for this out of my Sakashima deck. And I love clones so much, I don't even have a partner with Sakashima. It's just Sakashima. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Is is there... I know it's a pirate, so would we run it in pirate decks? I yes. Assume? Oh, yeah. Pirates, I feel like, like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Pirates need all the good, all the semi-playable tribe members they can get at this point. So, like, so pirates yes. will need a lot more than a pirated copy to be good. But you know I, what? Like, make it happen. Really, though, we're we're going back to Ixalan. So, I I think this might be a little bit of a plant for the future as people like get these new pirate commanders from next Ixalan and want to build decks, and they're like, oh, I can throw this pirated copy in there. So, I think maybe it's a little flash forward or whatever to uh to our return to Ixalan. You you wouldn't believe this, but with how much I love like just like stealing stuff like from my opponents, uh, like I actually don't like pirates that much. I think they're kind of boring <laughs> <laughs> in Magic, and I also just don't like pirates in general. So that's why for those anime watchers, I don't really care too much for One Piece. And then on top of that, like like <laughs> and, like Pirates of the Caribbean don't do it for me. Everything that's pirate is immediately just like eh. well, they're kind of so, just like rogues, but like. From Bad. Wish.com. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they're kind of like, they do, the, rogues. they do the same thing. You trade black for red. Well, kind of. There's some black black pirates too. And they they do treasure <sighs> stuff. And we're just all kind of over treasures. There's Grixis <laughs> pirates. But like that doesn't yeah. appeal to me. And like just, I don't know. I mean, Hostage Taker appeals to me. That card is cool. But other than that, like every pirate is really bad, overcosted, <laughs> and... <laughs> Hey, don't but you also, say that about Malcolm. Malcolm is okay. Like okay, the most Malcolm, Malcolm's fine. <laughs> Malcolm and, like, doesn't like, even like, use like, other pirates. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. See, that's that's not a pirates thing. That's just a Malcolm thing, right? Yeah. And then there's what? What Dockside? Dockside is randomly a pirate, but <laughs> oh, I yeah, guess Dockside's a pirate. Like, so so they're either Dockside or they're like rigging runner. So <laughs> I think in, actually General Bracket Brass is kind of cool, but she's so hard to trigger that it's yeah, not worth it. And you have to bad. play awful cards to make her <laughs> yeah, good. So you're loaded like up with rigging ability. runners. Yeah. In, de- <laughs> in defense of pirates, the two sets they were supported in are like two of the least powerful of their yeah. eras. It was like Ixalan and Marsadian Master or whatever, just like two of the all-time least powerful sets, and that's what they dumped the pirates into. So I bet we get maybe busted that's ones true. next year. They're maybe also like that's the- true. 
But also, like, the third blue-based evasive beater tribe is, like, ninjas insanely popular. (laughs) Yeah, some of them fly. They have kites. Oh, kites and and Marauder doesn't count. (laughs) And their gimmick is treasures, which is just, like, so disliked at this point in Commander. So the one thing they're good at is, like, oh, come on. I don't want to see that again. Well, you know we're getting (laughs) treasures back when we go to Ixalan, right? How do they have Ixalan without treasures? The dinosaurs ate them. <laughs> yeah, in the last okay. couple of years I've been away. Yo, this is That's where we get their main diet. If you think about it, this is where we could get beasties, right, Telmer? Beast wars. Oh, Ooh, they eat too many treasures. They ate too many all treasures and yeah. now they're Dinobots. Yes, I need Dinobot. We're, I'm, so, I'm I'm disappointed we didn't get secret layer Dinobot. Dinobot tier list next Rat next track. episode in, and and in, shoot tour. <laughs> In all honesty, like like the pirates though are like they're not a good at being evasive. They yeah. almost everything makes treasures better than they do outside of Dockside. <laughs> and so like I don't know. And they don't even like get the like you would think that their their vehicles, like their pirate ships would be cooler, but like all their vehicles suck as well. <laughs> yeah. Like so they have nothing cool in like the world of magic. So we're like, we're I, losing like, so many pirate fans right now. Yeah. We just went from jumpstart to like just trashing on anybody who likes Here, pirates. Unfortunately. Here's this here's this cool card. Too bad it's trying sucks and we all hate it. Yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, like, the card is held back by its by its tribe first. Oh god. <laughs> Mm. All right, we'll move on from uh, bashing fire tribes um, <laughs> to to uh, uh, Phil. What's your, your next card yeah. that you're hyped for? So this one might seem a little weird, but I have my reasons to mention it. It's Creeping Bloodsucker. Two mana. That's my high school nickname. One, <laughs> one two, <laughs> vampire. At the beginning of your upkeep, it deals one damage to each <laughs> opponent, and you gain life equal to the damage dealt this way. That is really not special, but kind of a wording that we haven't seen in quite a while. So back in the day, usually when cards did damage to every opponent and you gained life for this, you gained as much life as was dealt. And seeing this every upkeep on a two drop at a common, it's just, huh, it's creeping bloodsucker power creeping bloodsucker it's not power crept in a way <laughs> that it's dangerous but for nice. common that is actually pretty good and i the the episodes should be out i played a deck where i tried to get maximum value out of my upkeeps and double my upkeeps and beginning phases and i would have actually played this because finding these uh effects gets pretty hard after like Two or three cards that are... There, there's a shrine that does something like this for two mana. It pings everybody and you get one life. This one gives you three life and pings... If you get value from the life, or especially if you get value from pinging your opponent, this one might actually make it into some decks. I know it's not flashy or something. It's just... It's good of Rudolph. It's, it's yeah. good. Oh, oh Yeah. I guess. I, it is good in Soul Sister. <laughs> if you're playing White Black oh, Life game, like gaining three a turn, <laughs> yeah. hitting your opponent for one, like that's I like not passive. horrible. Yeah. I like it, it, it's passive. <laughs> like you just it's it's consistent and you don't have to pay mana for it. So I love and the ba- I like the latter part of it, right? Like you gain life equal to the damage yeah, yeah. dealt this way as opposed to just gaining one. Yeah. So yeah. like I, I do I do like it. It isn't flashy, but it does its job and it does it well. So it is a pretty nifty card. And it's in a pretty sweet tribe. 
That should also like, mean if you like hmm? double the damage, you would double the life gain, right? If you had like fighting yeah. emancipation and you triple it, you're gonna gain like yeah. a ridiculous amount of life or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's damage. It's not life. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah it is damage. That's such so. weird wording, especially for a black card here. It is, yeah, yeah huh. kind of strange. Yeah, that is. Huh. Yeah, maybe this card is just a little. It's not flashy, but pretty interesting. It's- it's also really nice for the stuff that's like you need to deal damage to people to in order for your cards to work. Oh. Like I'm thinking kind of like spectacle, but also like Raxos yes. of Defiler and the, you know, the whole whatever. the whole theme of vampires when we went back to Innistrad uh, was like you have to you have to damage your opponent before Blood they do thirst. anything. Like you have to you have yeah. to hit your opponent. If you dealt damage, this does something cool. Otherwise, your deck does nothing. I remember being very disappointed in that theme for standard, and no one plays those cards in commander. But this really makes it a lot better. Just a tribe member that sits out in every turn is going to turn on all those things. Mm-hmm. Good observation. I will yeah. say though, on the other hand. This is kind of like the cheating lands that gain you a life where you're going to have that person that's like, oh, you got oh, the yeah. most life. We're coming at you <laughs> like you're winning. <laughs> and that person the will probably be me, land. actually. But <laughs> Gaining li- three each turn isn't nothing, though. Like Gaining one yeah. is kind of a meme, but three adds up pretty quickly. So turn yeah. five, you'd have... Okay, maybe turn ten, it's really ve- relevant. And it might get wiped. I don't know. It's just good for two mana. Yeah. You just pinged everybody for ten turn or until ten turn. You had a yeah, great I think time. You, I think you're fine. <laughs> yeah, not bad at all. It's just like not flashy, but it's just like a good engine for most for for like the decks that want mm-hmm. that. And it's a common. I, it's, it's it stands out. Yeah, somehow it's oh, like, the well. art is super gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it is on it. Like if if you have, uh, I think Streff. Strefan, Strefan, the like, Stephon. yeah, Stefan, the Strephon. precon commander. It, it cares about uh, opponents losing life. For each opponent that yes. lost life, it makes you blood tokens on your end step. It seems Ooh. really good there. Yes. Also, yeah. seems really good with veto. You kind of get to drain again based on hitting your opponent. So there are certain vampire commanders where this gets even better. I think. Yeah, creepy bloodsucker, really creepy. I like it. All right, we'll move on from the Bloodsucker to my my second pick. Yes, my second pick. And this one is going to be Zask Skittering Swarmlord. This is a five mana uh, green creature, but it can actually be a Golgari one because it has an activated ability that's hybrid green and black. So it's a five mana, three and double green, five, five legendary creature insect that says you may play lanes and cast insect spells from your graveyard. Whenever another insect you control dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library, then mill two cards. And it has an activated ability, one and hybrid uh, green or black. Uh, Target insect gets plus one plus O and gains death touch until end of turn. So I think this is going to be the best uh insect tribal commander there's like only one other one that's gonna be really good it's a planeswalker thingy but i was never really impressed i was never impressed by gris this one though like insects are all about self mill which gris was also about but this one just does it better like it it works as a crucible of worlds so all your fetch lanes or whatever things you self milled uh your lanes and your insects you get to cast them from your graveyard so that's Amazing recursion slash card advantage in your self mill strategy, and when they die, you can't get you can't recast them over and over again. But 
you are going to be milling over and over, and you get to give your little your insects a little bit of an extra oomph by giving them death touch or whatever. I think that was mostly added there so that you can play it as a Golgari commander in this in this set. I think that's its main purpose, but I like that it's there. Um, and also a very notable thing is that it says whenever another insect you control dies, you can put it on the bottom of the owner library, but it doesn't uh, limit itself to insect creature spells. So if you have something like a crib swap or a nameless inversion, you could cast it infinite times from your graveyard, much like a Hakan Stronghold Scourge. So yes, I am going to be jamming this into my tribal tribal deck as another Hakan uh, combo potential thingy. And this At really this cool. point, are you just cutting lands? <laughs> like, like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> It's really tough to put in cards into the deck, but this one <laughs> is is Hakan number two, and it's just an insect. I like I like it. It's cute, and it's good for insect travel. All right, it's, best insect travel commander. It's funny because I like this card too, but I'm not very hyped about it as an insect travel commander. Uh, I think like it's it's fine. I like Gris though, and also no respects for Blacks. Unfortunately, Blacks is so sweet. Why don't people play Blacks as their? <laughs> their everyone just like blocks Strixhaven out of their minds. I think you draw cards off Blacks one time, and then you have to recast them, and it costs a billion. And also, you like lost ten life. Or I don't know. Yeah, but Blacks is garbage. But seriously, to die. what does Gris even do, by the way? Do you it's, a, it's a lord. It's it a lord nothing. for insects among other unplayable tribes like pests, I think. But the reason I'm hyped about this card is it's a crucible of worlds from the command zone. I want to yes. build like like value town strip mine locks. You play your Azusas and your extra no. land drop cards and you get to play your strip mine over and over and your fetch lands over no. and over and your ramp and you blow up all everyone's <laughs> lands. That's what I, someone pointed out. I mentioned this before and they said, oh, Madrolfa. And it is true. Madrolfa lets you play a land from your graveyard, but it doesn't work with extra land drop synergies. So if you want to try to build something like modern value town, land recursion, graveyard shenanigans, or even like a landfall commander, you play the extra land drop cards. You got your scoot swarms. You got your Lotus Cobras. You keep playing the same fetch land from your graveyard and just generate this huge wall of value so i'm actually more hyped about playing it in non-insect tribal it's just like a, this command zone crucible of worlds and i am an insect tribal so seth oh. is not playing this uh commander when we play jumpstart agreed <laughs> uh, for, I, I call i call zask please <laughs> oh God. first pick also squid squirm is an insect by the way so Ooh. Yep. yeah if some insects accidentally make it on the deck that's fine I kind of <laughs> wish the second ability was more like Azoni's ability, which is probably the best insect driver if you play it this way anyways. So Azoni says, sacrifice another creature, you gain one life and draw a card for black-green. Mm. Uh, that would have been kind of way more synergistic than just giving something death touch here <laughs> and no card advantage. I mean, it's a five mana commander you can draw some cards right maybe we're just <laughs> a little spoiled these days i'm but, i mean uh, you kind of get card advantage casting insects from the graveyard yeah. i guess but it's yeah, not but like what a, what a little card advantage. there's just scoot swarm and quist <laughs> yeah it's, is there yeah. another good insect uh haywire uh, yes. i really like now actually Ooh, yes. no there's crib swap there was actually a bunch of decent insects in the Warhammer decks too. Some I don't know why because I don't oh, understand Warhammer, from the but tyranid, oh, right. the yeah, decks, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Are some tyranids insects. insects. I thought they're just tyranids. I, I don't know actually. Let me. I can, can probably can can canoptech. Canoptechs are the there's canoptic? a canoptech. Canoptic. Oh, those are the necro. Canoptic, canoptic scarab swarm. Yeah. yeah, those are those are all insects. 
can, can, can you say that again? <laughs> cantaloupe tech. <laughs> the cantaloupe tech scare. The cantaloupe oh, there's tech, only yeah. two, though. There's only two insects that are canoptic. I don't know. And then one of them is a spider and one of them is a wraith. Ant they queen? Get their, mm-hmm. They can't even get uniform creature types. Hornet queen? Hornet nest. There, there's a few. There's a few okay insects hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But tribal, tribal though. Oof. But tribal, so tribal. <laughs> so good. Um. All right, we'll move on to the third and final round of stuff that we're hyped for. Uh, take it away, Seth. What are you hyped for? I got one more. I'm I'm all commanders this episode. Every everything's a new commander. I got Ashka of the Shadow Ashcoat actually of the Shadow Swarm. Uh, Ashcoat of the Ashka Ashcoat of the Shadow Swarm. It's a new rat commander. It's a rat warlock. It's a four mana three four. When it attacks or blocks, it gives all your other rats plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of rats you control at the beginning of your end step. You can mill four cards and then return up to two rat creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, this is just like the perfect rat commander. It, it It's a little bit cookie cutter in the sense that it's another like, oh, it's my commander for a bad tribe that generates card advantage. It does it by milling cards and putting them back to your hand. But this is like a legit threat. If you look at rats, one of rats problems is they either tend to be one one tokens or they're like bad bugler rat effects, which are also one ones. They just cost you uh, cost you mana. So it's a very low power tribe as far as the amount of power and toughness on the battlefield. It's ability to be like this weird personal crucible of worlds where it just pumps your entire team when it attacks or blocks is a great way to make those little rats into like super threats that can close out the game. And it draws cards along the way. Plus, you get the meme potential of playing like rat colonies or uh, relentless rats. So like you can play any number of the rats in your deck. So my only concern for this, Richard brought this up when we talked about it on the Goldfish cast was like, is this too good? Is this going to be is this like a. I need to kill you because you just like play this and give it haste when you got some random rats and you like just smack the it's, table and win the game. Is it's this like, too good for well its own good? It's so good that it's bad, right? Yeah, like, maybe because the, the, the tribe the tribe is too weak to support the hate that this will get, which mm. is the problem. <laughs> so it's it's just like oh cool. You have a rat deck. Oh, this is your commander. Oh, you're, we, we can't let you have that. We, got, and we it, gotta kill the rat player, we, yeah. Yeah, like, and it's like, but other than that, like, what am I doing other than playing a bunch of, like, relentless rats and, and like, whatever? <laughs> well, like, if I see you playing relentless rats or rat colony or whatever, I kind of want to kill you already because I know as soon as Thrumming, <laughs> as soon as Thrumming Stone comes Ooh, down, yeah, I'm dead, okay. right? Like, how many times have we lost to, like, somebody playing whatever version of that Shadowborn Apostle, Persistent Precisioners mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right. And now I play Thrumming Stone. And I was like, oh, all yeah. right, I'm dead. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> so what about like, you feel like on a timer. What about generic rats, Tomer? Like, do you think this is a arch? Like, you don't see Relentless Rats and those cards. And you just see Bugler yeah. Rats and stuff like that. Is this still, like, a threatening arch enemy commander? I think it's really good. But, like, I'll probably be less scared less less feeling like i'm on a timer to just to, to stop you okay i'm scared if but i see like, a boots or griefs i think yeah it's just like the massive anthem effect it's really good yeah it is kind of like a crucible of worlds or <laughs> crucible <laughs> of worlds coat of arms it's kind of like it's a like a coat of, it's it's almost like Seth, a, why do you like crucible of worlds so much <laughs> Like, strip, like strip imagine if Dota like. was balanced, this would be it would be Ashcock, you know, balanced like Jota. Yeah, balanced Jota. 
I can't. This I only can triggers that. once per end step. You know, like wow. Is how, is how this the, restraint? <laughs> is this the best rat commander though? It's got to be oh, right. Yeah, it's got. Like be. it is oh, the strongest yeah. rat commander. This it is, like, is what, now what's the other one? Rat commander. Yeah, uh, Mirona, no I way. think, is the other one, or like the the offering one, Pinkrin oh, or something. God. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that Marinara card used to be like really pretty... like good in standard. Marinara used to be pretty popular too, I believe, or is pretty popular. I think so. it's the most popular Rat Commander, but I feel like this is stronger. Although Richard's argument was, you should still play Marinara and play this in the ninety nine because Marinara is not going to draw as much heat, which might actually be true. Nah, I I agree with that. I I, I kind of agree with that. But also at the same time, it's just like this does force the issue, right? Like you're like, hey, yeah. do you have it? No. Do you want to use it? Well, you should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're playing relentless fast, I'm gonna kill you anyway. That's I don't want to die to throwing the sun anymore. I've, I've gotten my beats in. All right. <laughs> all right. Sweet. And and the art's sick too. I want. The art is cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll move on Ugh. to Krim, your third pick. Well, uh, speaking speaking of art, um, my Ooh. third pick is entirely art-based, and it's all of the anime art from Jumpstart 22. <laughs> like, Ooh. I am in love with it. Some of the artworks, oh, like like we had mentioned um, from, from like, like the other podcasts, one of them looks like dollar store, like generic brand art in magnifying glass, but like outside yes. of that, like the... Every everything else is awesome. Like they, I, I don't know. I love that tree of perdition. Uh, I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. I think the spell stutter sprite is amazing. And look, I don't have an equipment deck, uh, but you know what? I will now if it means I get to hit people with Balon and like I get to like swing with Cat Girl and go and like yell ooh or something like that every time I hit you. So I, I am a huge fan of the anime artworks in this set, and all of them are pretty darn cute or rad and like there's stitcher supplier you know that's played in like you know marin decks and the art looks amazing there it's like this dude or this person that's just like super happy like butchering up bodies and stuff like that and it's just like yeah yeah that's that's what i want or or, or even like spectral sailor which is like why is there a pirate ghost schoolgirl? i don't know but all right let's go like like this doesn't even make sense but i i'm I, like the artwork is god I love anything you, you slap anime art on anything and I will insta buy it pretty much because my favorite from all of this is going to easily be that spell starter sprite like yeah. either that or the tree of perdition so it's one of those two and these are cards I do play in commander and I know that it's been a while but specifically the preordain has Aminatu anime style and Aminatu hasn't had any love for quite some time like it has a few like you know she's had a few appearances here and there but now I have a reason to play that preordain because it has Aminatu on it and it goes well in my super friends deck so why the heck not right like so yeah this is more so just my appreciation for all the anime art coming out of the set and a lot of these cards I already play in commander as I had mentioned spell stutter stitcher supplier uh you know and preordain things like that and I love it I'm curious what other people think like so Krim loves anime art I'm indifferent I guess I'm just not an anime it doesn't bother me although I will say there was one person that messaged me and was like I was gonna buy a box of jumpstart then I saw the anime art and I was afraid that it was gonna be like 
too risque. So, and maybe like, and I was like, I don't think wizards would do that. So you're probably safe. But I think now that we've seen it all, like there's nothing on there that's like questionable, right? There's oh. nothing that's questionable in, in my, like when, what like I guess like when you've watched and seen a lot of anime, th- th- I guess this is like absurdly safe, right? Yes. And and like on top of that, magic has already been risque before. Yeah, that's that's true. It's always sure. it's all, they're not anymore though. Too much. They've really moved away uh, from anything that could be considered. Have you seen Soren? <laughs> Have you seen? I mean, ain't, there ain't no reason for him to be yeah. that daddy. All right, no one needs yeah. to be that daddy. Like, Some of the like, male characters are definitely go like, pretty. They, they've on. shifted. It's like it's okay. Look, it's not like it, it, I'm okay with whatever. You know, like 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 this is this is great. Uh, you know, yeah. Soren is daddy though. Like Soren <laughs> looks like super daddied up, and and like like you, ain't no way anyone's gonna argue that. And then on top of that. Like, like you have the old ink eyes, which was like absurdly like sexualized, even though it's like this is a rat, you know, like, like, like okay. rat humanoid. Yeah, like, look, I gotta look up ink eyes now. Yeah, well, but also I mean, safe, yeah. <laughs> safe search on just in case, you know, but like, <laughs> like, 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 magic has always had sexualized art. So to me, like, I am. I, that that it wouldn't be why I'd buy, I wouldn't buy it. Although, like, if it were like weird sexualized art, like, there's a I lot see, of that I that guess. runs around. Like, but like, yeah, but, like, man, the anime yeah. characters that are like they're canonically eight years old and they're dressed up like, uh, yeah, no, actually, three thousand uh, years old. Like, oh, God, yeah, that yeah, no, trope no, is, it's okay, it's okay. This yeah, that that is that is a bad trope, but that's old, yeah. that's a whole other <laughs> issue like, in its own I, thing. But I don't anime, get the whole thing. Wait, sorry, I, I'm looking at this ink guide right now. I yeah. guess I get what people are saying, but maybe people... Has anybody ever been in a gym? It's not that hard to look fit. <laughs> and it's really not. It's, it's just like Gideon which, is super ripped. Yes, that is achievable. Which and The one with uh, <clears throat> the bra. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Sure, they are kind of big. That's also a thing. It's not like, it's not like we say, oh... <laughs> Wait, what's the problem here? I don't get it. It's not like I think it's the posing. It's Bill's like trying to skirt what, around it. What is, They're what big. Is poking in, <laughs> yeah, like I, what is poking out on the figure? Like yeah, on this. Yeah, but that's not a humanoid. bad thing. <laughs> also, it's, no, it's not a bad thing. Have you seen? Have you seen the? Oh, it's not. But like that's what I mean. It's fine. Like I, I don't think it's a bad thing. But like <laughs> the the complaint that the sexualization in magic because of it, like. Trust me, that's sure. always been here. We've just chosen <laughs> yeah. to choose what's like, like to ignore certain things and turn a blind eye to certain things. So, sure. like, like, th- and then if you haven't seen the promo version of Ink Eyes, the other version is just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa <laughs> like, oh boy. I feel like they've toned down like the female sexualization in the art recently, but they've also toned up the the male, which is which I is think fine. It's I think fine. that's like, true. It's fine. Like it's it's totally fine. I just I I'm, just I think it's funny when people are like there's sexualization in my fantasy card yeah. game. There's always been sexualization in your yeah. card game. <laughs> like Yeah. But I, going so, back to these arts, what do you think, Tomer? Yeah. I I I like some of these it feels like a mixed bag. Like some of them I really want to grab my hands on. Like I really like the Dragon Mage, for example. I'm gonna replace yeah. my other Dragon Mage with it. I like the new Kiki Jiki. Some of them I'm like uh, maybe it's the art style just not for me like thrill of possibility i'm not a, a fan of like the drawing but, aspect of it but, but like, what about you know. fish daddy tomer meryl regery have you that seen one's, fish daddy 
that, <laughs> one's, that one's cool. Like, I, I think it's it's well done. There's there's a couple that are, like, you're saying, oh, these are not sexualized. But then I looked at, like, I, I linked for in, in Discord Rapacious Dragon. I'm going to be posting okay. it on YouTube. That like, one, that what's one going is the on? only Explain, Krim. <laughs> what's going on here? Wait, is this just me? It's a very sweaty dragon. Why is it so um, sweaty? Why is it it's painting? Just, it's sweaty. Why is it tongue what out? Is happening? Like, what's going because on? Because it, it had ramen, and it's very uh-huh. spicy. Like, it's, Is that the face you make? Yeah, it's the exact face I make when I have really good food. You know, my tongue rolls out. I blush a little bit. My eyes roll back, you know? Like... And then he posted on your OnlyLands account. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your only fans. yo, I, I, uh, sorry. Where's the sexualization there? I don't, oh, I don't boy. see. Okay, I, I, so I, I can't. Which, I which can't string say is sweaty? <laughs> I posted it in the Discord. You could enjoy okay. at your own. Convenience. That is the only one where I'm like, okay, that's that's. <laughs> They've been pushing the boundary here. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll but give it's that a dragon. A, I know. I Y- yes, I, I, yes, it with is. This one, that's actually my my actual point with these. Does anybody play these cards? Why don't they just make um, good cards? Khan is cool. Cards, yeah. Khan actually looks cool in this anime style. It's Khan looks cool. Uh, from the SpongeBob. Like, why would anime? you need that's a the problem? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? The SpongeBob anime show? I've seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the I know way what you he's mean, drawn but... looks like Squidward. <laughs> Somehow it does weirdly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but s- stuff like. A saucer spyglass or whatever, the thing that creates clues. Oh, no, magnifying glass, this. yeah. Just, yeah, oh, that yeah. looks oh, so generic. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Card. Also, we have to respect the garbage. <laughs> I, I, oh. think, I think part of it, too, is they're trying to do a card in every pack, an anime card in every pack. I love it. <clears throat> so I probably had to print a lot of bad ones to do that because you can't just give everyone a card in every oh. pack or whatever. So right. you they have to do the bad. Magnifying glass. Yeah, you but like that. Like, Put a six to draw a card. <clears throat> People should play more magnifying glass, honestly. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I will now. <laughs> I Maybe that, that should be. Like, you're saving that for next podcast, hopefully. Also, also mm. tragic slip. Why isn't she falling with a piece of toast? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I, I feel like like that that was pointed out and very true. But like, what's the reference? Lo- toast. That's in- just a trope. It's a trope in anime that there's always like they're always running late and they're always holding their like you know like luggage their oh, suitcase food, and there's yeah, toast yeah. in their mouth uh, yeah like and then they would fall <laughs> and they like it'd be perfect that they'd fall and like I, I don't know I mean some of this like I just like it because it's anime art but like Lord of the Accursed does not look like a zombie but okay it looks like an anime zombie because in anime zombies do not look like how zombies look <laughs> and then I, it always makes me chuckle so but regardless I am I'm here for it like I I don't think these are like overly sexualized at all actually these are very safe um outside of a a sweaty dragon that's it like like that that was just a it's, it's a face of joy it's a face of joy y'all are being weird y'all are thirsty for the wrong reasons okay this is this is just a happy dragon calm down i, I guess i'd ask seth as someone who doesn't really know anything about anime other than bojack horseman would you run any of these cards <laughs> Like, uh, are any of these appealing to you? I, I would not not. Dragon? I would not not run them if that makes sense. Like, if yeah. I ended up with one of these, I wouldn't avoid putting it in my deck. But I also would not. I don't. I, I haven't seen any of them. Any of them that I would like go and seek out and like buy the anime version specifically to play that version. So I, I'm very neutral the on the anime arts. Look how beautiful what? it is. I mean, the the tree oh. looks. I mean, yeah. Uh, some of the Dude, art does just look and good. And then the nails on the trees, like branches at the end. 
like with okay. the creepy little ghost girl in the front, like in the bright, vivid red, like floral thing. Oh, dude, that art does it for me. That art it, hits. It does look better than the original, I would say. The, mm-hmm. the so okay, yeah. Tree of Perdition, maybe you might have sold me on on Tree of Perdition. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose the anime one there. What, and, and I think about, like the Karn School. I do think the yeah, Karn School, yeah. And like, I like Fish the Oath Daddy Sworn Vampire. Yo, ain't nobody talking about Fish Daddy. And like, I'm just like, what's going on, dude? Look at him. He's so sick. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I'd play it if I happened to open Jumpstart and had it. But I, I don't think for most of it I would intentionally go buy that printing. Yeah. Phil, would you would you seek these out? I, I wouldn't seek these out, I think. Uh, the only real art styles I seek out are Old Border. Oh yeah. So uh, I guess the Khan actually looks pretty clean. I'm not a big fan of. I'm what sorry they... for the immer- immersion argument, but oh, I don't oh, see a reason God. for having like this. <laughs> what is this called? War of the Spark Cold Steel Heart. Why is there an anime chick on this? Why couldn't it well, just be a Cold we're, Steel Heart? We're getting Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> this this goes well with Final Fantasy. Sure, I have never and... played Final Fantasy. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. But like, but like, like the the immersion thing. Like, it's 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 you know. Come yeah, on. we played Transformers last week. I there's Fortnite. Like, we're we're we, we drafted Infinity. I feel like yeah, we're all past. We <laughs> right, the shark. We're jumping other things now. We're jumping Phil. the anime shark. Last que- Last question. I swear. Okay, you like Old Border? What if they did it oh, yeah. Old Border? God. And then for the anime lovers. They did it anime, but it was like '90s aesthetic. The way they drew Ooh. art back then, yeah, so it would yeah, be yeah, in yeah. old border, and it had like the the trigun, the cowboy bebop look yes, uh, on yes, top yes. of that. Like, it, yes. yeah, 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 that would and, be cool. Yeah. And it have like this, like you know, and it have like the grainy filter like look to yeah. it, right? Like on the yeah, art that's art. what I mean. I I like Cold Steel Heart doesn't need a anime girl on it. The it looks kind of too goofy for me. Then again, I wouldn't cut it from my deck unless I have a old border variant. Um, yeah, I would just wouldn't go out of my way to get them. Maybe the Khan, it looks pretty clean. Uh, well, me neither. Maybe, uh, this, <laughs> the tree looks sick as well. I just don't know where I would play this. Change target opponent's life total with it. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, maybe I would play the tree. Uh, yeah. 80s, 90s sounds good, but I don't want old oh, yeah. order. I want new a new version. I, I want to... 90s 80s border thing oh yeah 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 maybe go all in if they do this yeah maybe don't do this wizards don't take notes please chill with the products though <laughs> so yeah 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 no we're good we're cool uh <laughs> yeah. don't listen to them take notes, <laughs> more I, 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 I want the anime stuff just ma- actually just right. make the whole set anime fine all right we'll move on uh from from crim to wait whose is it <laughs> we talked about so much anime. I don't even know. Yeah. Who is uh, it I'm going to talk about Phil. a card that I'm never going to play, probably. But I want to know yeah. what you guys think of it after I did this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, so, Infernal Idol. Three mana, tap for black. And one and two black. Sacrifice it. You lose two <sighs> life and draw two cards. These cards. Do you play this? No. Seth, no, why don't, why don't yes. you? Why don't you? Oh, uh, no, yes, yes. Not. <laughs> yes, of course. Why? Why would I not play this? I love Mana Rocks that draw cards. <laughs> this is a cheaper heater in archive. It does the same thing oh, you want. God. It makes mana in the late game. You can turn it into cards. No. I consider this to be a a staple for mono black decks. I think I would play this in essentially every mono black deck. 
I, I think we were talking about yeah because so the reason I'm chuckling is we were talking about this literally in the other podcast oh. and Seth <laughs> loves this card I, it's and so I, good and I'm just it's like so dude good. this is so bad like okay you have the Celestis you have Darksteel Ingot you have Skyclave Relic you have even Commander Sphere <laughs> like and you don't have to like you can sack the Commander Sphere without having to pay mana this you have to pay one black black and tap it and then lose two life on top of that and it only makes one mana like it is not like i okay say what you will about hedron archive but i think hedron archive is actually better than this card it makes it you're like it it's easier to crack tomer i know it might be better it might be better than the idol but it's like they're they're both not not something i would ever play you think it's bad really yes i think this is a bad commander archive is better than this. Yeah, I think this is a bad Commander Sphere. Commander Sphere, three mana, taps to add one of any color. So it's actually mana fixing in your deck. Mm-hmm. And the really big thing, the, the difference between this, which is bad, and Commander Sphere, which is playable, <laughs> is that you can sacrifice it at any time to draw a card. So you don't have to pay four mana, God forbid. You don't have to list two life. And it's available at any given time. So if somebody Vandal Blasts you, you can just crack it. You don't have to worry about being not having enough mana to crack it in response or anything. So it's super reliable. And if you are in a situation where you do need to cash in your stuff to draw cards, well, you can tap it for mana and then and then sacrifice it and draw your card. So it just plays so much better. And the mana fixing is actually useful. So I will actually run Commander Sphere, especially in my budget decks, uh, quite a bit, especially in multicolor decks. Whereas this it's a bad it's a bad mana rock for doesn't mana fix and you have to pay four mana so, to crack it to yeah. draw your cards no no i i, I didn't mention that. this by reading the card but you do have to tap it to sacrifice it which is yes. very it's annoying four mana total it's two it's essentially like two it's it's four mana and, and two of that has to be black in addition to the the one that you're tapping you're tapping this for it's no bad yeah but how many mana rocks are you going to play? You're going to be playing like 10 mana rocks or something. Sure, you got Soaring, Charcoal Diamond, Mindstone, uh, whatever, Commander's Fear, Thought Vessel. But I think somewhere in that range, like, this fits in. Like, I, I think this makes the cut. I think this is good enough. It's in the, like, Celestis tier of, like, I, oh, I don't no, know, three not. mana Celestis value rocks better. with an upside enough that you can put it in your deck. In just mono black, you're talking about? In mono black, no, no, I'm not running it in like four I colors or three colors. I like but. going heavy onto the mana doubling, so I go my crypt gats, go in their kind of revenants, and I run front. I actually, I actually run like the like burnished heart and Solomon stuff because they work so well mana doubling of cabal coffers and whatnot. So no, I wouldn't run this. I Did. mean. People play Read the Bones like crazy. This is essentially Read the Bones, except it adds mana early in the game. What do you mean essentially? This is seven mana Read the Bones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it, it's a dark steel ingot or whatever, a mana lith that then later in the game happens. It's like, oh, I accidentally drew a copy of Read the Bones or I draw a sign in blood or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, that's busted. <laughs> it doesn't scry and it costs one more. Oh. It, it costs a lot to have. Ha- yeah. like, I. I 
I think YouTube will back me up on this. YouTube, if, are you playing this card? They they back me up with Hedron Archive. I think if you're watching where you Hedron can comment, let us know. So if it didn't cost if it didn't cost any mana to sacrifice, and you would draw one card, and you wouldn't lose life, and it would mana fix, I would run it. Then it would literally be Commander Sphere when that. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. you just described Commander Sphere. <laughs> I, I run. I, I like Commander Sphere. Okay. <laughs> I like both, and I will play this one, and I will prove y'all wrong if they added to okay. though. That's the that's the question. I mean, you ran magnifying glass uh, <laughs> without without any irony. So this is, uh, this is uh, efficient uh, compared to magnifying glass. Yes. It's power creep. Actually, the magnifying glass is actually better than this. It's kind of a shame not. that the same no, set that please. they give magnifying glass the sweet anime art that Crims loves, they also just power creep it right out of the the format with Infernal Idol. <laughs> That's, that that's way, no why one, they want. They, no one has to see the anime art. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this was an interesting topic. We'll see. Let us know in the comment section below. What do you think about Infernal Idol? Are you I, on Team I, Seth or Team? team I Tomer? think we gotta we gotta team redo our three mana value rock tier list episode now <laughs> because we got a new S tier. We have a new S tier. We need to redo that podcast. <laughs> oh, well, we have a podcast next week, but maybe you can uh, try and sell us on Eugen Archive, Seth. It might be your time. <laughs> or maybe Infernal Idol. That might be my oh, goal God. for the next week. Find an argument that convinces you to play this card. So <laughs> there ain't no way. <laughs> There's it. Uh, is that it? Do we have? Oh, I, I have think one you more. got one more. One more. Tomer I got pick. one more. All right, let's close things off with a big one. Um, I like Is it, and I like casting spells for free out of other places than my hand. So Mizix Mastery or not Mizix? There we go. Mizix Replica Rider. Third time's charm. Let's get it. Uh, it's a five mana. Is it Goblin Wizard? It's four and a, a red, but it has the hybrid cost because this is a jumpstart. Um, four and a red. Uh, Goblin Wizard. Four five flyer. Uh, whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, you may pay one and a hybrid blue red. Um, if you do, copy that spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. If the copy is a permanent spell, it gains haste, and at the beginning of your end step, sacrifice is permanent. So you can do this with permanence, but you can also do this with instant sorceries, um, which is what I like doing uh, in Izzet. And this seems very fun. It works really well with Flashback. It works really well with Cascade. It works really well with, like, uh, <laughs> other things. I don't know, Aftermath. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What do you need it, other than flashback it, it, and, and, and Prosper? Prosper, cast from exile, prosper. like any of the cast from exile stuff. You're yeah. like whatever yeah. uh, outpost sieges and all those yes. kind of cards. Yeah, yeah but yes. nobody plays Literally Prosper. Yeah, what's this Prosper? <laughs> all I know is Belborka. It's good in Belborka. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's fun. I, I want to cast Mind's Desire and then like float a bunch of mana off like a mana geyser and then spend all of it just copying a billion things for funsies seems good. it does seem really fun i will say the activated cost makes it a little safe it's i don't think yes. you can like combo off with this so i think it's like a really cool value commander if you build around that kind of prosper style where you're like casting stuff from places other than your hand also reminds me a little bit of the oh what was it was it a blue white Pre or Jeskai precon commander from like three or four years ago that like copied the first spell you cast from your graveyard. Savine? Yes, Seven? Be, something? Be, it yeah. Got a little bit of those vibes too. But I do think it's like a little safe with the, the mana restriction where you're not going to be able to go infinite with it. But I love a, I love copying things. It's, it's kind of a Panharmonicon. Is it? It's kind of like Riku. Is it like, Panharmonicon? 
it's like five mana and it's really cool, but it's probably going to die a lot. So that's actually safe. a very <laughs> scary comparison because every time someone tries to play Riku, I don't think I've ever seen anyone copy anything with it. They just get yeah. their Riku. Yeah. Riku killed and then they get killed before they can recast it too many times. And Riku this one costs like 11 green. mana the next time he like, <laughs> has a chance. And this one isn't even in green, so you don't even get to ramp it out easy. It's, uh, but I mean, it, it seems like it's like super gas with like Storm Kiln Artist, for example. Ooh. Like, whenever oh, yeah. you cast or copy, so you're basically Ooh. like each time you're casting a spell and copying it with this, you basically get refunded on its activated cost. So it seems really good there. I mean, like you have mana guys or you have Jessica's will. You have a lot of ways of generating a lot of mana off Mizzix's turnabouts. You copy that, uh, untap your, all your lands twice, oh. and you float a bunch of mana. Like, okay. Yeah. It's, it could maybe, be, there's, yeah. maybe there's yeah. more combo potential than I thought if you actually go yeah. all in building around it. Hmm. Yeah. I do like it, though. It does It does seem just like a fun, value-y, is it commander that cares about something kind of... Well, not as unique as it used to be because of Prosper, but casting it from outside your hand is like kind of a neat thing to care about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it copies permanence too. So I'm sure if you're not into Spell Singer, there's stuff for you there too as, as well. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, is it is it has permanence, right? <laughs> I think yeah, I've seen those. I don't know. Yeah. Young Pyromancer <laughs> makes them, I think. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> oh, that's where they're from. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's neat. All right, cool. Um, so that's going to be it for our top 12 hype cards from Jumpstart 2022. Again, not a power ranking scale um, in any sort. It's just stuff that we're excited to play with. So as always, let us know what you're excited from the set, what you're most likely going to be playing and building around, um, or if there's any cool interactions with these cards that we missed. Um, hopefully they show up on Magic Online, because I'd love to do an episode uh, regarding these and I have I have my fingers crossed because we have gone and recently Transformers and we got the precon decks as well on Magic Online so who knows maybe all the new cards are going to be making it online and we get to play with all of them so that'd be really cool and especially the anime stuff I want to play the sweaty <laughs> dragon <laughs> I just want to. I just want to. I want to give every sweaty dragon, <laughs> sweaty, sweaty dragons and bananas. That is the the title of this podcast. Yeah, sweaty. <laughs> oh boy! All right. <laughs> okay, that's it for our episode. We'll be back next week with. Uh, oh well, we're gonna be back next week, and we're going to try and convince the rest of the table uh, to play deck uh, play cards that we normally would avoid. So maybe some cards that we mentioned today will show up as things that we're going to try to convince others to play. We'll see. Um, and until next time, friends. See ya.